Hello and welcome to the 100 Day Writing Challenge, Day 70. There's another way of thinking about the shapes of stories, and that's genre. By thinking yesterday about rules and norms in fiction, I've hopefully buttered the slide for you, ready for your descent from plot down, wee into the ball pit of a genre. Because as writers, we mostly stay in our lane when it comes to genre. I write romance, you write litfic, they write hard SF, someone over there tends to do historical horror. I don't know what they're doing over there, that's... That's the uh, compost heap, or whatever. It is my firm and fixed belief one, unamenable to change, that there is much we can learn by trying out as many different genres as possible, even ones we neither read nor like yet. Maybe especially those ones, it's completely reasonable to question how good a job one can really do of writing in a genre you don't read, but our purpose here is not, and never was, to produce bunny quotes good, end bunny quotes writing, but instead to pack on muscle. Thus today starts a section of the course I'll be calling Tim Clare's Jean Rush Mini Challenge, and now I've called it that, let us never mention the name again. Over a series of days we're going to play, dabble, dip our toes into the bubbling foot spas of multiple genres just to get a feel of what they might involve, both the furniture involved with each one and the deep structure and tone. No genre writer wants to believe that the elements that make up their genre are purely cosmetic, of course. That would be taken as a huge insult. But on the other hand, I really think and believe more unites us than divides us. And underneath the tattered banner of whatever form you happen to pledge allegiance to, the experience on the ground can be surprisingly familiar. So today I thought we'd jump straight in with a genre you may feel super at home with, or you may find terrifying and alien. Today's genre is going to be romance. Two characters fall in love, or in lust, or somehow find themselves drawn together in mutual appreciation. And you know what? It, it could be more than two characters. The key thing in romance is that this coming together is foregrounded, it drives the story, and therefore to prevent your writing the shortest book in history, you must throw obstacles in these characters' paths. Now, you can have romance without sex. You can have romance without romance. In a sense, you know, you can take the shape of a romance narrative and apply it to people who really ought to be dear friends. There doesn't have to be any smooching involved for actually a, a lot of the shape of romance to hold. And I think that's kind of wonderful, right? Like what's clear is in its classic form, you need a protagonist with some kind of gap in their life, some sense of dissatisfaction. I know, you know, that can and that can seem terrible, right? Because it can say like what we're saying when we write romance is that you're empty unless you have another person to complete you. Well, no, no, no not necessarily. The act of seeking can be the thing that fulfills them but you have somebody at the beginning they have to have some kind of problem some kind of dissatisfaction because if everything's going perfectly for them uh and, and not just seeming to go perfectly but actually going perfectly for them then then they, they are in no need to go on a journey on a quest on a story to seek anything to overcome anything so the character like any protagonist in any story at the beginning has to have some sense of dissatisfaction or something has to has to trouble the uh, otherwise even tomba of their lives you need some and then you need someone who they're meant to be with even if the fact that they're meant to be together is not obvious to either party and you need obstacles to their getting together 
You can even run a romance plot between two people who are together. A long-married couple, for example, who through the course of the story rediscover their love or passion or warm feelings towards one another so their rightness is is reaffirmed. You know, so the story becomes a kind of course correction. That's the least passionate uh, romantic thing I've ever said, but sorry, you get the idea, right? I think one of the hardest things, for me at least as a writer, is describing the object of a character's affections through that character's point of view. I think it makes me feel very vulnerable. I don't know if that's because it's just out of my comfort zone as a writer or because I'm worried it exposes or reveals something about me and the way I love, or if I'm just uncomfortable with exploring my feelings around that sort of thing, or if I worry about looking silly if I get it wrong, or you know, maybe there's a little bit of snobbery in me still, you know, a little bit of latent snobbery. Maybe having, you know, studied literature at university, I'm a bit uppity when it comes to writing something as, you know, as as common as romance. Like, I don't feel that consciously. But you've got to you've got to ask yourself sometimes if it's like lingering there. And uh, I think even uh, on occasion, romance writers feel feel that right. They, there's a, like a feeling of going, is this OK? Is this cheesy? And some of that is kind of like because of the way other people have received it. And we all get that. We get that with our writing in in, in, in lots of genres where there's a whole bunch of readers. But I suppose in, in romance, there's an extra edge because it tends to be particular, particularly popular with women. And so there's a little bit of sneering that has come from a kind of largely male and often deeply sexist establishment. Anyway, to me, like, it's really worthwhile practising. How do you convey that one character has the hots for another without just writing, ooh, he, he were, ooh, he was really sexy and, like, took his shirt off and he were all muscular underneath? See, even then I'm doing, like, a silly voice because rather than treat it as something serious I'm kind of like taking the piss out of it and I don't mean that I'm just like that's kind of like in my head what I think I'm going to hit if I don't do it well because I don't practice it right and because I'm ignorant of the genre that's why I come up with ridiculous stereotypes like that like it but it's a great question it's one that romance novels have to deal with all the time right how do you convey attraction uh and make it convincing compelling how do you convey it when maybe the protagonist doesn't realize or can't admit to themselves that they're drawn to this other person how do you do it then how do you make us the reader experience that attraction ourselves rather than just sort of telling us that it's going on show don't tell right it's one of the basic kind of things of writing Uh, so today that's the scene you're going to write the viewpoint character the protagonist encountering this other person or if you prefer persons who is to be the object of their affections who in this romance story is going to be the person they're drawn to the person who to get closer to they will have to overcome several obstacles so in this scene your viewpoint character is going to be entering a location could be a gym an aquarium a submarine a bank vault the scullery in a castle wherever and they're going to encounter this person or persons for the first time and you're going to convey through how you describe this person and through the exchange they have if they have an exchange a sense of attraction but you're not allowed to just write they were really attractive oh what a fitty and i i, I would 
also encourage you to make sure that an immediate obstacle is introduced in this scene. You know, something that just... Because it doesn't create a huge amount of tension if the two characters meet and they're just like instantly solicitous and flirty and there's nothing stopping them from getting a coffee and then getting off. Like, they can have an immediate spark, for sure. They don't have to be at each other's throats or indifferent, but for the sake of tension, it's good to also have some kind of obvious or implied barrier interposed as well. This is, of course, the star-crossed lovers trope that you come from different backgrounds, different classes, maybe if your romance is fantasy or SF-flavoured, different species. But it could also be that one or both of them is a bit stubborn or standoffish or a bit arrogant. They could be in competition with each other, either socially or literally, you know, two participants in the same contest. It is okay to mention some physical characteristics that the protag notices. Like there's nothing shameful about physical attraction, but I tried to mix it up a bit. You know, maybe mentioning something about how this person moves. Maybe they're doing an activity when the 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 viewpoint character comes in, and we could see how they do that. Maybe there's something about that that's particularly compelling, or you know, their expression or some quirk of how they dress. You know, I often think it's people's qualities that makes us fancy them and their flaws and vulnerabilities that make us fall in love with them. So you might want to include both. But that's it, really. You know, the scene where a protagonist enters a location and encounters someone for the first time that they're going to want to get closer to. There can be other characters present in the scene. Some dialogue would be awesome. But really, it's all up to you. Have a go. See what comes out. Right. Ten minutes you have got. Ready? Three, two, one, go.
And that's it. That's your lot. I hope that was interesting for you. It was quite a, a broad brief in some ways, in others quite restricted. But romance, like all the genres we're going to sample, is, is less a big prescriptive shape and more a strategy. It can appear in any type of story. It can be a B-plot. It can inform just a moment or it can be the whole motor powering a novel. Right. Tomorrow we move on. In the meantime, please look after yourself. The 100 Day Writing Challenge is made possible with the kind support of Arts Council England.